Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Up All Night and Are You Afraid of the Dark podcast. My name is Cortland, and with me today is a pool monster, Brandon. How you doing, Brandon? Hey, I'm doing so much better now that I'm something. Yeah, it feels good, doesn't it? Yeah, pool monster. All right, I'll take it. One of my favorite things about this podcast is calling you silly stuff. Well, how are you doing this week? I'm doing, eh, it's a mixed, mixed bag. Okay, well, start with the highs. All right, uh, well, for a long time, I've heard about this PC emulator called RetroArch. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that sounds kind of neat. You can emulate all different kinds of systems on one program, but it just sounded like too much work. Didn't want to bother with it. Uh Uh-huh. But I put in the time to get it all set up, and now I've got it set up, and it's nice. I've got video games from decades and decades worth of time all uh illegally dumped of course from my own copies (laughs) (laughs) wouldn't want to do anything i know Uh, remember i sent crazy all my games to you to australia (laughs) that's right so how long did it take you to do it getting it set up is easy actually but like tweaking all the settings so that it's exactly what you want takes some time and also Getting some things to work breaks other things, so you have to, like, tweak some settings to get everything all working at once. Uh, Like, you'd be like, oh, I've got Dreamcast games working, but for some reason now N64 games just don't work. But now I've got it all set up nice and sweet. So what are you playing? Well, here's the thing. It has always been my problem with having like emulators and ROMs and stuff is I have this long list of games to play yeah. and I load them up and I play them for 10 seconds and I'm like, well, that's cool. And then <laughs> that's it. So getting all this set up is awesome, but that's the fun part. Yeah. Playing the games is like, whatever, who cares? Well, that's cool. What did, have you decided to play anything like specifically? I'm actually probably halfway through paper Mario for the N64, mm. the original one. Yeah. Oh, man. Brandon, have you heard about what's going on around your hometown? (laughs) Uh, I've heard little bits and pieces there. 2020 is not a great year for us. Uh, We just had, like, some really massive flooding a couple of days ago. Yikes. Did you watch the video that I sent you of somebody's entire house underwater moving down with the current? Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. People are losing houses and boats and everything. Yeah, there's not really any good news coming out of that place. No, I'm my house is fine, except that my That's entire good. crawl space is just water. So I've been pumping the water out of my crawl space for over a day now. This will be, I don't know, I think this is the third day that I've been pumping water out of it. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, we had uh, those bushfires here and then flooding immediately after. Like, it's been stuff constantly. Yeah, something's up with 2020. Can't put my finger on it, but I think somebody wants us all dead. Is it you, Brandon? Um, It might be. Oh, that's not good. I think I said something like that near a a scarecrow at one point. (laughs) I wish everybody in the whole world was dead, dead, dead. (laughs) How dare you, Brandon? (laughs) I'm I'm a bit careless sometimes with my silent servants. (laughs) It's okay. I'm going to take that bow and I'm going to smash it on a table. It's going to be fine. Good luck. (laughs) It's hard to smash, bro. 
So that's been my week so far. It's been lovely. Well, Brandon, do you want to get into this episode we watched? Uh, yes. I think that would be most agreeable. Well, Brandon and I just got done watching Season 5, Episode 2, The Tale of the Jagged Sign. What'd you think of this, Brandon? (sighs) Do you remember when we were watching The Tale of the Closet Keepers? Yeah. And I thought, hey, this is just The Tale of the (laughs) 13th Floor again. Yeah, I do. Well, this episode is The Tale of the Frozen Ghost again. A little bit, yeah. But, admittedly, it's better. I thought I was going to like this episode a lot more than I did. Um, yeah. I think this episode is a little bit of, a little bit of Frozen Ghost mixed with Room for Rent, maybe. A bit. Yeah. Yeah. With a touch of Hungry Hounds. <laughs> <laughs> All the classics. <laughs> Rolled up into oh a jagged that, sign That burrito. is quite a combination. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> I enjoyed the music from this episode. Yeah. There were some bangers in here. Not a fan, um, unfortunately, of old people love. I don't know why. It's just not. It doesn't do it for me. They use that a lot. I don't know why. Old people's lost loves. Because it's it's sentimental. It hits you right here in the heart. Uh, I guess. We all used to be young once, Cortland. Whatever. And then they die. <laughs> That's the thing. They all die. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. But... I think that, like, spoilers, this is probably going to be, like, our number 13 favorite episode of the season. I just get that feeling. It's funny, because in the last episode, mm-hmm. we had such a great episode, and I was like, this is going to be a high note. Yeah. It's going to be some tough competition unless there's a frozen ghost in there somewhere. <laughs> and then, bam, it's the next episode. Yeah. It was fun. At the end of last episode, we were like, oh, boy. This next one's gonna be great, and uh, well, the name—it was literally impossible to know what this was going to be about. Claudia saw the sign, and it opened up her eyes. I don't know what else you need. It didn't really open up her eyes. <laughs> no, it didn't at all. <laughs> all right, let's let's get into this episode. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Our episode starts out, and we see Tucker adjusting the bag on Stig's head. Sam and Betty Ann are walking down the pathway, and Gary's walking over with some wood. Kiki's already sitting down. And Gary walks up to Sam, who asks, what's with the... But Gary tells her not to ask. So we cut over to Tucker and Stig sitting on that log, and Tucker says that Stig's not taking off the bag until you can accept him for who he is. Well, that... No. Fuck you. I don't really, like... I don't know what he's trying to accomplish here. I don't get it. But, like, until you accept him as a Midnight Society member or just a person? A person, I guess. Whatever. We cut to Kiki, who laughs and, yeah, a psycho. And Sam takes a seat next to Gary with a smile. And Betty Ann walks over to Stig and tells him that he's not making any points this way. And we cut back over to Gary and Sam. And Gary tells Stig, and you're not getting into the Midnight Society this week because Kiki's up, so take it off. Well, guess what, Gary? He's here at the Midnight Society and he's listening to the story. Like, newsflash, he's in the Midnight Society. Yeah. (laughs) Well, he already has seen everything because he's had the bag off, so just take the fucking bag off. Yeah, it's it's dumb. But Stig's dumb. Stig silently leans over to Tucker as if to whisper some sweet nothings into his ear. And Tucker tells the gang to go ahead, he can wait. And Kiki rolls her eyes. Gary tells her, go on, Kiki. So Kiki says, okay, I got my idea from a book on symbols. And we cut to Tucker, who says, like in a band? Ha <laughs> ha short book. 
Kiki's like, no, slick. Symbols like drawings. It showed how ancient Egyptians used symbols to communicate. I mean, we all use symbols to communicate. Letters are just symbols. Betty Ann cuts and saying, yeah, they drew pictures instead of letters. And back to Kiki, she points a stick at her saying, exactly. So I was thinking about how much we use symbols too. And she uses that stick to draw a peace sign in the dirt saying, this is a symbol. Then a star saying, and this. And then she does a smiley face and says, even this. We get it. The dirt that they she draws the symbols in is very sand-like, which I don't think was what they had under them. No, but she needs a canvas. Eh, well. She brought that sand with her. All the kids are smiling about it, except for Steak, who can't see anything. So Kiki tells the gang that they all know what they mean, unless you have a bag over your head. But imagine a symbol you've never seen before. And then she draws, like, a bird and some feathers, <laughs> which is... Obviously a bird. Spoilers. It's a bird. I mean, it's a bird. Yeah, it's a bird. You could very clearly tell what it is. And she's saying, uh, you know, it could mean anything. Good news, a party, friendship, or... A bird. <laughs> no, not a bird. Or it could be a sign of something else. Maybe a warning of unspeakable evil. Which, yeah, that doesn't apply. No, it's a bird. Betty Ann smiles, <laughs> Stig puts his hands under his chin like he's listening, and Kiki grabs that bag of monkey bone dust and submit it for the approval of the Midnight Society. All the story. The tale of the jagged song. So, that intro. Uh, what are you talking about, Kiki? <laughs> That's a really long intro. It was uh, a lot longer. Most of them have been like two minutes. This one's at least two and a half minutes. But even just her description of, you know, he, I read yeah. this book, and there's what the book was about, and here's who wrote the book, and here's who they credited the book to, they, the special thanks, and... Yeah, the compendium of symbol to English translation. And then she drew, like, 30 symbols <laughs> on the ground. She's like, and this is a question mark. And then she was like, well, it could be this or that or another thing. Even my explanation of her explanation is taking way too long. It's true. Shut up, Kiki. Just tell your stupid story. <laughs> you know, I thought about symbols and then I made a story of it. Here it is. <gasps> story of the symbols. Monkey bone dust. So our episode is, starts out with some rockin' 90s music. I love it. Yeah, this song's great. Super good. We cut to a taxi car driving up a twisted dirt driveway, splashing through the puddles. It stops, and the window rolls down, and we see a teenage girl in there. And then we get a voiceover from Kiki saying everyone Claudia knew was doing something really cool for summer vacation. Except for Claudia. And Claudia looks out the window at a sign that says Summer Vista. And the camera pans to a door of the Vista with a middle-aged woman stepping out saying, Claudia, is that you? And Claudia, still in the car, calls out. She says, hi, Aunt Yvonne. And the aunt walks up to the car saying, I almost didn't recognize you. You're getting way too big. And we see Claudia get out of the car with her bag. And Kiki tells us that spending a few weeks with her Aunt Yvonne in the middle of nowhere wasn't exactly her idea of an exciting time. And Claudia and Yvonne hug each other. And Yvonne asks her how her plane ride was and all that nonsense. And Claudia tells her it was fun. And she's used to traveling alone. And then Yvonne apologizes for not being able to pick her up, but it's been just a crazy morning. Get this, Brandon. There's a new guest on two, and the Boilerman's there. It's just never a dull moment with Yvonne. No. 
exciting times. And I'm sure that's going to feature prominently in this story. Yeah, this basically could be called the tale of the boiler man, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah. (laughs) You guys are in for a treat. We'll save that for later. Claudia chuckles sarcastically saying, I bet. We cut inside of the house. We're looking at the front door, and it opens up to Yvonne and Claudia, who walk in. And Yvonne's saying some shit about, oh, man, you're a world traveler. This vista's probably boring as hell. But she's in luck. This place has its share of excitement in the form of backgammon. God damn. Yvonne asks if Claudia plays. What is backgammon? Backgammon's like the oldest game ever. Yeah, but what is it? It's the one that has, like, the brown and, and white triangles, and you got your, like, pebbles or whatever, and you have to, like, make it from one end down and then over to the other end. Have you played it? I've played it a couple of times. Maybe. Is it old? Like, does it feel like old people? Fun? Oh, um, yeah, kind of. Why do old people love backgammon so much? I don't know. They like backgammon and spoons and bridge what the fuck is bridge i don't know <laughs> I don't know either i think that's a thing that you unlock when you get into your 60s or something i don't know there's so much so many mysteries that we have yet to find out <laughs> the older you about get being old. you just automatically learn how to play these weird card games so claudia she just bubbles out some words but yvonne's like you'll learn and she sets down her bags on the floor and then tells her that they gotta go say hi first because everyone is dying to meet her yvonne ushers claudia to another room that is full of old people and holy shit lady that was really insensitive of you to say that they were (laughs) dying to meet her god i hope not (laughs) yvonne's all like attention everybody i'd like you to meet my niece claudia and the reactions are great because some old lady smiles and waves. And then this old man turns, looks her up and down and says, it's about time we had some new blood here. And Claudia gives a nervous smile and looks around and then the scene fades. She's in an old person home. <laughs> yeah. They didn't look that excited to see her. Did I ever tell you about the one time I stayed in an old person's home? <laughs> Not because I'm an old person, <laughs> but... <laughs> That's every day. I'm in an old person's home right now. No. <laughs> we had a little vacation where we went to an amusement park. And one of our mutual friends, actually, Josh, he was working at um, an old person's like um, assisted living home. And right. we wanted to save money. So we stayed the night at an old person's home. <laughs> was the old person there no no it was like a (laughs) empty apartment but they have those emergency things where like if you if you're an old person you fall on the ground you yank the thing and it you know alarms buzz and somebody comes and picks you up well they're all connected so if somebody pulls it in a different apartment they all go off oh lord so we were in the middle of the night it was like three o'clock in the morning and somebody must have fallen and they grabbed their tripwire thing and all the alarms went off while we were trying to sleep that sounds great it was something i'll never forget it now i never want to go back into an old person's home (laughs) assisted or not but that's what this looks to be an assisted living home where apparently just one person takes care of like a bunch of oldies So now we're looking up at this old picture over staircase when Yvonne and Claudia walk up and Yvonne's talking about how they can do bingo on Fridays and all the other, all this other old people shit. Claudia interrupts saying, um, Aunt Yvonne, I know this is a place for old people, but am I the only, but she gets interrupted by Yvonne 
yelling out, Ah, the boiler man, I forgot all about him. Your room is here, I'll be back in a second. So Yvonne races down the stairs, leaving Claudia all alone, and we hear a music box starts to play, which Claudia hears, and then we warp right into the room with the music box, which, um, I don't know, it's got like two doves sitting on like a root or something, spinning yeah. around. So Claudia opens up the door with a creak, and she checks out this music box. She gets super close to it, and then... It's weird. It is, well, the weirdest part... That's somebody's room. Yeah, but, like, the way that she does this, it makes it seem like this room is empty, right? But, no. Mm Mm-hmm. Because she touches it, and then a hand comes from off-screen and pets her hair, saying... Pretty hair. Such pretty hair. Yeah, it's off screen for us, but it's not off screen for her eyes. No, it's right in front of she's this old lady is sitting right next to this music box that Claudia has just laser focused in on and sees nothing else apparently. But even if that room was empty, that would be weird to just go in and start touching people's stuff. Well like she just got there. <laughs> you're right, you're right. Claudia is something else. <laughs> Claudia does what Claudia wants to do. All, yeah. And to hell with everyone else. No questions asked. Claudia just does what she wants when she wants to. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. This whole thing kind of creeps Claudia out. So she backs up and we take a look at this old lady and she is like extra old. I mean, she like, she's gotta be like 90 something, right? She must know so many secrets. Like she, yeah. She's older looking than Madeline Kegel from apartment 213 or 214 she's like level nine old yeah (laughs) i think like i ended up looking her up but i didn't put down any information about her if i remember right she passed away in like 2005 at the age of 92 so she's like in her 80s right now but she looks extra old and also for i think if i'm if i read that right she's the voice of psylocke from from (laughs) x-men what yeah i'm pretty sure she was credited as psylocke from x-men Okay, must be some days of future future sort of thing, <laughs> where she's a thousand. Yeah, it's the episode where Psylocke's in um in a nursing home, <laughs> rocking around in her chair. Classic nursing home episode. <laughs> Every show's got one. So Claudia recoils, touching her hair, and we cut back to that old lady, and she's now touching her own hair, saying, I once had pretty hair like that too, you know. And Claudia starts backing up apologizing, and then Yvonne walks into the room to console Claudia, telling her, it's okay. She looks over at that old lady saying, Marjorie, this is my niece. She'll be staying with us for a while. Marjorie's all like, how nice. And Yvonne smiles saying, you two can have a chat later. And then starts walking Claudia out of the room. But they stop, and they turn, and they look at Marjorie, who rotates the music box to get it going again. And Claudia asks Yvonne if she's okay. And Yvonne's like, sure. She loudly asks that. Is this crazy old nutbag? she okay? Yvonne's like, yeah, sure. She just gets confused once in a while. And then the two walk out of the room. I thought this episode was going to be something else. Because I am all for being compassionate to old people. I mean, I used to work at a nursing home. I get it. So I thought they were going to go with that. For some reason. I don't know why. You thought they were going to go with what? Just being nice to old people? Eh, Maybe like dementia going into that more. Because if you think about it, Brandon, dementia is the scariest thing. I mean, it kind of is. Yeah, it kind of, it really is. (laughs) I thought they were going to go with something more along that line. But she's just... Nope, it's another ghost. Yeah, yeah. She just is confused a little bit and then they just kind of brush it under the rug. 
<laughs> or sweep it up off the floor, I should say. She doesn't really seem that confused. Not really. Like we don't really see her confused. She's just kind of old and uh, not a great cook. I feel like they're trying to convey like the early stages of Alzheimer's or something. We cut to the staircase where an old lady and gentleman are walking up, and the old guy's yelling about eating Brussels sprouts. It's just like all old people do. And then he bitches about farting or something. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't I didn't pay him much attention. He passes Yvonne and Claudia, and Claudia asks her aunt if there's any young people staying here. And Yvonne has to actually think about that, saying, hmm. Hmm. Is there any uh, young people in the retirement home? <laughs> Let me see. Young people. Uh. <laughs> While she says Ralph Krieger is only 67. Which I thought was a good joke. It was a good joke. I laughed a little bit. She laughs and she says, I know what you mean. There's a girl next door named Kate and I told her you were coming. They hug and Claudia tells her thanks and they walk down the stairs. We move over to the front door and there's this girl outside and Claudia opens up the door and this girl immediately says, Hi, do you want to play baseball? Claudia takes one look at this little girl and she says, I really hope you're not Kate. (laughs) So rude. Yeah, I know. Like this like this little girl doesn't know what she's talking about, but she's just like, Oh fuck, I hope I don't have to spend time with you. From around the corner walks another girl who's a little bit older, and she laughs, saying, No, I'm Kate. That's Nikki. And Claudia smiles, walking out the door, saying, Hi, I'm Claudia. And Kate's all, Hi, your aunt told me that you were coming, and that your parents went on a trip. And Claudia says, Yeah, to South America, and I got dumped here. And Kate walks up to her, saying, South America? Cool. Claudia explains that they travel all over the world for work because they're botanists. You know, studying plants and stuff. And Kate thinks this shit is awesome and asks if she ever gets to go with them. And Claudia's all, um, sometimes. But then she gets interrupted by Nikki, who's trying to get this episode moving along and she wants to play baseball. But Kate snaps at her saying that they'll play some other time and uh, she wants to talk to Claudia. So Nikki rolls her eyes and she walks away. And that's the last time we ever see her. Yeah, she's off building her dugout somewhere. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Kate tells Claudia that she's, nothing exciting ever happens around here. It's the same old, same old. And they take a seat at a bench. And Claudia says, yeah, my aunt's place is like old folks central. And Kate tells her that she knows because she helps out here sometimes. Did Mr. Duncan talk about his gas yet? And the two girls giggle. And Claudia says, as a matter of fact, yeah. Then she immediately changes the subject saying, there's lots of woods around here. Any good hiking trails? And Kate's like, you kidding? That's all there is to do around here. You want to see? And Claudia does, so the kids get up and they walk away. And we get a nice aerial shot and some sweet 90s music as they power walk to the hiking trails. That scene was boring. Yeah. It was basically like, hey, Claudia, do you like horses? And Claudia's like, yeah, I like horses. Do you like Barbies? And Kate's like, yeah, I got a hundred Barbies. It's really boring. Yep. I'm glad that scene is over. Let's, <laughs> let's meet these characters. How's that sound? Yeah. All right. First up, we have Claudia. She's played by Jennifer Meyer, or Moyer, depending on what she's been in. And speaking of those, there's not very many of them. All right. What has she been in? She was a miscellaneous crew member for the 1999 Mummy movie with Brendan Fraser. Whoa. As well as playing one of the most generic things I have ever heard. She played victim in The Girl. Whoa. Was she the titular girl? No. She was the victim. Oh. I don't know who played the girl. I didn't look into him anymore. <laughs> Next up, we got Aunt Yvonne, played by Marsha Bennett, who has been in many more things, even stuff from this year. She plays Daddy wow. Stewart in a show called Miss America, which is from this year. 
and she voiced Miss Muskrat and Franklin. Dope. And of course, Brandon. Of course. She played a nurse in your favorite movie. We're back? No, Adventures in Babysitting. <laughs> oh, I do love that movie. I know, it's your favorite. We've also got Kate, played by Hilary Hawkins, who played as Vanessa in Gullah Gullah Island. Whoa. Yeah. That was Vanessa? It was Vanessa. <laughs> now she seems to do a lot of writing and editing and producing and stuff, like rap star puppet on a string, and, get this, I wanted to Google this, but or uh, YouTube this, but I didn't. Hillary Hawkins, you can do it. <laughs> oh. Is that a motivational speech? I don't know. Is it like, you too can be in one episode of a TV show? Let me see. If it's on YouTube right now, Hillary Hawkins, you can do it. It's a music video. Let's just put it on real quick. What's the worst that All can right. happen? I'm getting motivated. What year is this from? <laughs> Two years ago? Okay. I was like, somehow this sounds like from when she, before she was born. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Wow. What is this? It's very motivational, Hillary Hawkins. You're doing How many views does it have? How many what? How many views does it have? 3.3 thousand. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I'd love to hit those numbers. <laughs> I mean, 3.3 thousand in two years. I, I, I'd i be happy if any of our episodes hit 3.2 thousand. <laughs> oh, man. Mr. Duncan is played by Terrence Labrose, I think is his name, who we last saw as Mr. Wrightson, who taught Ethan, who sits across from Hooper Piclero in The Tale of the Ghastly Grinner. Yeah. All right, let's get back to the episode. How's that sound? Sounds boring, but let's do it. Ugh, yeah, I, I think we should probably just keep listening to Hillary's smooth beats. You can do it. The, the video, catchy. it had like a picture of a baby on the on a carpet, like trying to move. And then it had this old fat man like hitting something. It was weird. You got to watch it. Well, so they, they were doing it. Yeah, they, they were doing it. Yeah. Alright, so these two girls, they're walking, and Kate says, it's not exactly the Amazon, but Claudia's like, no, it's cool, I love being in the woods. And she looks down a trail or something and asks, what's that way? And Kate looks and says, oh, nothing, just more woods. And Claudia's like, okay, let's check it out then. This looks to annoy Kate for some reason. <laughs> it's, well, it's dumb. It's like, what's that way? Nothing. Oh, then we gotta see it. <laughs> It is pretty dumb, isn't it? Like, the the entire place is new to her, so... <laughs> like, why is one patch of nothing way more exciting? <laughs> it's a good point. It look, like it visibly annoys Kate, though, for some reason. I don't get it. <laughs> because she knows what's over there. Alright, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. The screen fades, and the girls are deeper in the woods now, and Kate's saying that they shouldn't go too far from the path, but Claudia ignores her. Which is a theme in this episode. Yes, it is. She goes further down the path, and the camera looks down a small hill cliffside, and Kate shakes a little, saying, Whoa, don't look down, don't look down. 
And back with Claudia, she looks around because she hears a noise. And then Kate appears behind her and Claudia asks her, what's so funny? And Kate's all, what? Because apparently the noise that they made was a laughter, but it did not sound like laughter to me at all. Claudia asks why she's laughing, but Kate tells her that she wasn't and maybe they should go back. But Claudia looks around for a moment and then sees something and says, whoa. And the girls walk over and up a tiny hill, we see... That sign that Kiki drew in the dirt from earlier. The unfinished bird looking thing. And Claudia screams out, what is that? It's not really woe worthy. No, it is not at all. (laughs) It's literally like paint on rocks. It's, I mean, I'd be like, oh, that's interesting. But I wouldn't be like. (gasps) I don't even know if I would think that. I would just see it and it would register on my mind as like, oh, that exists. And then I would look somewhere else. Well, you're not Claudia, because Claudia screams out, what is that? Like, it's something interesting. (laughs) Kate's like, let's go, okay? Because she's sensible. But Claudia walks closer, asking what the symbol is. Kate sits down, saying, you'll think it's silly. But Claudia's all like, try me. A lot of exposition in this episode. It's boring. So Kate tells her that people used to say this place was some ancient burial ground. Which is what we just got last episode, wasn't it? Yeah, there's always ancient burial grounds. Turns out a lot of people have died. Wouldn't every place be an ancient burial ground then? At some stage, something died right under your feet. Yeah, right? Claudia declares that this shit is cool. But Kate adds in saying something bad happened here. Someone was murdered. Not so cool now, is it, Claudia? Uh, Were they? No, nobody was murdered here. She, (laughs) She doesn't know what she's talking about. I feel like Kiki's making this story up as she goes along. Yeah, she is, isn't she? She's kind of just forgetting (laughs) plot points and (laughs) being like, oh yeah, I did mention that earlier. Ah, whatever. (laughs) Claudia whips around saying, no way, really? And Kate's all, yeah. And apparently that sign just appeared overnight. Claudia walks over to sit next to Kate and asks what it means. And Kate says, everyone calls it the jagged sign. They say it's the mark of the dead man. And Claudia stands up. She walks back closer to the sign saying that she loves it. And Kate adds in that if you stare at the sign too long, it wakes up the ghost and it possesses you. She loves it. Claudia gets sassy saying, let me guess. It squiggles on a rock. (laughs) It is. (laughs) She loves it, okay? She was like looking down on these old people like, so boring playing backgammon. You fools. I'm going to go look on rock squiggles. She's an art connoisseur, Brandon, okay? You just don't understand (laughs) because You don't know fine art, okay? It's true. I don't. (laughs) It's okay. Claudia's got you covered. So Claudia gets all sassy saying, let me guess, then it lures you up to fall to your doom, right? Kate's all, uh, yeah, something like that. And Claudia walks away from Kate, who stands up asking where she's going. And Claudia says she wants to go and check it out. What is there to check out? She wants to get a closer look at it. Yeah, but you go up there and you see it and it's closer. (laughs) That's it. That's what her goal is. She wants to take it all in. She doesn't even have a a picture or anything, like a camera. No. She needs to record this moment into her memory bank, okay? Okay. Kate, of course, tells her that she shouldn't go. But Claudia's all like, you don't believe in all that ghost stuff, do you? And Kate doesn't, but she's scared of heights. So Claudia's solution is to go by herself. So she turns around to go, but Kate stops her saying, don't. Oh, my God. I don't think there's a way up. Like five minutes ago, Claudia was kissing her aunt's feet because she was like, oh, thank God, there's someone young here to spend time with. (laughs) And now she's just like, oh, you don't want to go see the squiggle with me? Well, fuck you. (laughs) 
Like, this girl's begging her. She's like, please, please, let's do anything other than this. And she's just like, nope. <laughs> she's got to uncover the mysteries I'm of the jagged I'm seeing that squiggle. <laughs> I guess season four did have some memorable lines, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was all right. Hey there, everybody. Cortland here, your good buddy and your boiler repairman. Thank you so much for checking out our show. Whether you're new to Up All Night or a longtime fan, we always appreciate you spending some time with us. If you're looking for more laughs, give us a follow on Twitter at PRVT Island and Instagram at Private Island Presents. We work hard to create the best Are You Afraid of the Dark content for our social media, including handcrafted videos, GIFs, memes, and so much more. Check it out today and see what you've been missing. We frequently watch episodes of the show live on Instagram, so give us a follow and check our stories for times and dates of our live episodes. Stop in, say hi, and chat with other fans. It's so much fun connecting with everyone and laughing through the show. Our Patreon has recently been updated and has become more accessible for everyone. With new tiers starting as low as a dollar a month, there's something for everyone to enjoy. Become a patron today and get instant access to early release episodes, bonus content, and so much more. Take a look, pick a tier, and join the Up All Night patron family today. I'd like to take a moment to thank our current patrons, the Silver Goth Shane, and the Platinum Bostics Bryce, Kathy, and Carly. Thank you so much for supporting our show, everyone. It wouldn't be the same without you. Patrons, be on the lookout for our all-new bonus episodes, Quick Frights, starting very soon. For a quick link to all of our socials, including our YouTube page, Patreon, and Facebook group, take a look down below at the episode description. A quick and easy way to show a podcaster you care is to give them a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Trust me, nothing feels better than knowing someone loves the work you're doing. I'd like to take a moment to thank the Benevolent Badger for his work on the music for our show, aside from this theme, Dating Start from Undertale, composed by Toby Fox. I'd also like to thank Brandon for his work on the artwork. Now I'd like to play the promo for one of my favorite podcasts, Three Spooked Girls with hosts Tara and Jessica. They do an awesome true crime and paranormal podcast with new episodes every Monday and Thursday. Hey there, I'm Tara. And I'm Jessica. And together we co-host the podcast Three Spooked Girls. If you love the paranormal. Or murder. Join us on Mondays for full-length episodes where we discuss our favorite paranormal stories and true crime cases. And join us again on Thursdays for our mini-sodes called Stabby Snippets, where we tell you all about true crimes happening in the news. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, wherever the hell else you listen to your pods at. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by using the handle at 3 Girls. Come and hang out with us and get your spooky on while we scare the hell out of you. Thanks again, everyone, for listening in, and I'll talk to you again soon. Bye, you guys. Claudia turns back to that sign saying, oh, yeah, then how'd he get up there? And Kate screams, don't look at him, and pushes Claudia away, and then looks at him, (laughs) saying, it's the ghost. (laughs) 
And we look at this young man with his like sweatpants on and he's got suspenders and then the girls run away. Claudia's trying to stop Kate saying, hey, I thought you didn't believe in this stuff. But Kate huffs out and I lied. And Claudia tries to reason with her saying it was probably some high school guy from around here. We'll go back. But she looks down at the ground and sees the sign from a moment ago getting drawn by an invisible force. And the girls just stare at it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, that's just a thing that yep. happens. I mean, if it was on a rock, it would be like pants weddingly exciting, but it's just in dirt. So it's the same thing that happened in Frozen Ghost. Yeah, it is. With the footsteps. Didn't did the Frozen Ghost write I'm cold in the dirt, too? Or am I just like imagining no. that? No, okay. you're imagining that, but <laughs> he probably said it like five times. <laughs> There were so many I'm colds in that episode, I thought maybe he wrote it too. <laughs> Kate looks up and over saying, Claudia. And we see the ghostly looking guy from before motion for the girls to come on over. And Kate screams and runs and Claudia follows. Just come on over. Have a gammon with me. <laughs> this guy, by the way, his name is Joshua and he's played by Daniel Brochu, I think. This is his name. I didn't look him up much. He's been in a whole lot of stuff, but he is the voice of Buster and Arthur. Okay. So we got the whole Arthur gang aside from Arthur himself. (laughs) Anyways, we check out the girls walking out of the woods and Claudia is telling Kate about how it's okay and that guy isn't following them. And Kate throws up her hands asking where the guy came from and how did he get down so fast? But Claudia says she doesn't know and that they should have asked him. But shouldn't they be asking about how that stuff got written in the dirt? No, don't even mention it. They don't care at all. Kate, who's pissed at this point, just stops and she says, forget it. Claudia starts telling Kate to get real and that she doesn't believe in ghosts when a hand grabs her shoulder and she screams. Turns out it's just Aunt Yvonne who says, whoa, sorry, I'm going into town now, I won't be long. And she turns to leave, but Claudia stops her saying, oh, Aunt Yvonne, do you know anything about... And then Kate screams out, Claudia! And it stops her for a moment, but then she just continues. (laughs) Not even a moment. (laughs) She just like gives her a side look and then (laughs) says... Do you know anything about that jagged sign thing in the woods? God damn it, Claudia. (laughs) She's the worst friend. It was one of my favorite parts. Kate's just like, no, please, Claudia. And she just (laughs) just ignores her. That's the whole show. (laughs) Claudia, please. Like, get Nikki back here and go play with her. Like, man, yeah, Kate, it's not worth it. Kate should just turn around. Just some girl who just shows up and is like an asshole to you. <laughs> like, whatever. <laughs> I've got better things to do with my time. <laughs> it's like, I was doing you a favor hanging out with you because you got no one else to hang out with. Oh, my God. I love it. It was incredible. Yvonne sighs, saying, Kate, did you take her up there? And Kate's all like, oh, sort of. Yvonne tells him that she doesn't like them up there. And Claudia asks why. She's like, why? You don't really think it's haunted, do you? And Yvonne tells her, of course not. But that cliff's dangerous. It's just no place for two young girls to be. But she stops and she sniffs and she's saying, what's that smell? And I thought it was going to be acid. <laughs> From a pool monster. <laughs> I thought it was going to be that boiler again. Kate yells out that something's burning. What boiler? The one that the boiler man was fixing? Oh, that's a good point. It's not. It's it's my favorite part of the episode. We cut inside, and Marjorie's got a plastic bowl on a portable burner, and it's melting, and there's smoke everywhere. And she's desperately trying to stir the contents of that bowl. When Yvonne runs in screaming, Marjorie, no! And she 
tosses that bowl to the ground and turns off the burner. And Marjorie's explaining that she was just trying to make some soup when all of a sudden there was just a bunch of smoke. And, ah, jeez, she's so sorry. It happens. Yvonne's all like, it's cool, baby. And she ushers that old demented lady out of the room saying that they'll take care of it. Take care of you. Well, they are going to take it's care okay, of It's okay, Marjorie. We'll take care of you. <laughs> the girls wave away the smoke as Yvonne crouches down to take care of that plastic bowl. She sighs saying, this kind of shit's happening more and more. And then complains saying that she can't watch her every minute. So Claudia tells her that they'll help clean up and Yvonne tells him, no, I'll do it. But... Just do me the favor and stay close to the house. She doesn't want to worry about them, too. And the girls silently leave, and the camera lingers on the portable burner and then fades. Now we're in Claudia's room at night. She's sleeping when we hear some creaking coming from outside of her room. She wakes up, and she looks over, and her eyes widen as we see a shadow moving outside her room. And she calls out, hello? And then we see an old lady walk by the door with a cane, saying that she can't sleep, so maybe she's going to go get some milk. Ah! And then she walks it's away. terrifying. Yeah, she looks like um, Sophia from the Golden Girls. She should close the door. Yeah, especially since this is her first night and she doesn't know any of these people. <laughs> Claudia smiles knowingly and lays back down, but a moment later she hears a noise. So she gets up and she looks out her window and we get a shot that looks exactly like from the tale of the Frozen Ghost. It is exactly the same. The ghost boy is standing outside. I assume he's cold and he motions for Claudia to come on over. And then he disappears, and steam comes up and covers the window. In the steam, the jagged sign is drawn. So maybe he's hot? He's some kind of temperature. I'm warm. But he doesn't let us know. <laughs> Unfortunately. Ah, stupid. I can't believe they reused that. We cut to commercial, and back we're in the dining room or something. Looks like all the old folks are eating their breakfast, perhaps their supper. Mr. Dunk is taking a seat next to some old lady, and we see Claudia in the corner alone. In walks Kate with the sweetest Blossom hat on, and Claudia waves her over. Kate sits down with her, and Claudia thanks her for coming over, and Kate asks if the sign is still there, and Claudia's like, no, it disappeared, but I drew this. And we look down at her napkin, and she has drawn the jagged sign. And Kate puts her hand over it, saying that they're not supposed to look at it. Claudia tells her she doesn't believe in curses, and Kate shoots back, well, you didn't believe in ghosts either. She still doesn't. Even though she saw one. <laughs> Twice. And it <laughs> created things right in front of her. Claudia then gets real close to Kate and tells her that she's going to go back to the cliff. Are you with me? And Kate's all, fuck that shit. Your aunt said. <laughs> she's afraid of heights, you inconsiderate asshole. <laughs> Kate's all like, fuck that shit. Your aunt said. But Claudia's all, you wanted something exciting to happen around here. And this is it. Kate tells her it's dangerous, but Claudia asks what the ghost guy could do to them. So Kate tells her that she's not worried about the guy. She's worried about the cliff because that place is hairy. And Claudia's all snooty saying, well, maybe you're afraid of heights, but I'm not. Then in walks Yvonne, who says, girls, can I see you for a second? The girls stand up and they walk out of the room to meet with Yvonne. In the hallway, she says that she just talked to Marjorie's nephew they all agree that it's best to move her someplace where there's trained professionals to look after her, a.k.a. a nursing home, since her health is really failing. Kate thinks that shit's sad, and Yvonne agrees, saying, she's been here a long time. Anyway, y Yvonne needs help packing her shit up so they can go to the thrift store. <laughs> she asks the girl if they had plans for the day, and both begrudgingly shake their heads no. It's going to take all day. She's got so much shit. <laughs> I just, 
I don't get it. We cut to Claudia walking down the stairs with a box of Marjorie stuff. And we see the music box. And I'm just thinking, like, um, she can still keep her stuff. <laughs> what is going on? Nope. When you go in, they frisk you. And they're like, <laughs> Apparently. do you have any possessions? <laughs> well, we're taking him to the thrift store. <laughs> it's ridiculous. That's not what happens. You can keep your stuff. You're not allowed to own stuff. <laughs> it's like she's going to prison. <laughs> it's a new life. Claudia sets the open box down on top of another open box and holds the music box. We cut over to Marjorie, who's just sitting down being confused, and in pops Claudia with that music box in hand. She knocks on the door frame saying, Excuse me, Marjorie? And Marjorie turns her head to look, then sadly goes back to staring. So Claudia crouches down next to her, asking her if she actually meant to give away that music box. And Marjorie grabs it. She makes some old lady noises. <laughs> like, What's an old lady noise? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's, the only, that's all I can say. Like, old lady noises. Okay. Okay. I just wanted to hear you do it. Yeah. Claudia explains that she knows it's old and everything, but maybe it had some sentimental so value. So are you. <laughs> I just said, what a caring, sweet young girl Claudia is. <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. Then Marjorie looks out the window and gasps. And we look out and we see the old ghost guys just standing out there, beckoning them to come and hang out. Claudia sees it too, and she runs out of the room and down the stairs, knocking over Mr. Duncan. What a kind, sweet young girl. Get the hell out of the way, old man! I've got ghosts! <laughs> I've got squiggles to see! <laughs> Claudia runs outside, but the ghost guy Josh is gone, so she runs further into the woods. Back inside, we see Kate now moving an open box that has some hair in it and a handkerchief. And she pulls out that she pulls out that shit, saying "ew, gross," and that gets the attention of Yvonne, who snaps close to book, saying, "What do you know? A love knot?" And Kate's all say, "What?" And Yvonne explains that, saying that young ladies used to tie a lock of their hair and give it to their boyfriends. It was a sign of undying love. And Kate looks again at that lock of hair, saying, "Oh." Back over with Yvonne, she says that Marjorie had beautiful strawberry blonde hair when she was young. And Kate's all, "You mean like Claudia's?" And Yvonne says, yup, I saw a picture of her, and she looked just like Claudia. Oh, here it is. And she hands Kate a picture of young Marjorie with that ghost guy. And Kate asks who he is, and Yvonne shakes her head and says, I don't know, it must be her boo. Wouldn't she recognize him? Uh, Kate would, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Hey, why is she next to that ghost boy? You would think. Yeah. Like, oh, fuck, it's that ghost that I immediately recognize just yesterday. <laughs> nope. We cut back to Claudia, who's in the woods yelling. Hello? Hey! Where are you? And then we cut back to Kate, who's found her way to Marjorie's room, saying, Hey, Marjorie, can I come in? And Marge looks at her, then back to staring out, just like she did with Claudia. And Kate takes that as an invitation and walks over to kneel next to her. She asks, Yo, Marge, who's that guy in this picture? And Marjorie looks at it saying, Josh, how oh, I must have hurt you, but I couldn't help it. Back with Claudia, she's at the cliff with the jagged sign, and up there is Josh. So Claudia yells, wait, don't move. And he beckons her to come closer, so she does. Yeah, this is the easiest murder that ghost will ever pull off. 
Back with Kate, Marge explains that back in the day, her and Josh were hoping to get married, and they knew their parents would never allow it because he was so young, so they decided to elope. They were supposed to meet at their secret place in the woods, and Kate stops her saying, Wait, Marjorie, is your secret place? And Marjorie says, The cliff. We were going to meet at the foot of the cliff. Back with Claudia, she's rock climbing up the cliff, seeing a sign that says, Danger, trail closed, and she ignores it. Yeah. She's like, cool, that means good times ahead. <laughs> Jesus. Whatever. Warning, dope-ass squiggles <laughs> up here. Back with Kate, March says, My parents discovered our plan and prevented me from meeting him. He died believing that I chose not to come when it was because they wouldn't let me. Kate asks how he died, and Marjorie tells her he always used to say he wanted the whole world to know how much he loved her. So he climbed up on the ledge to draw the symbol of our love for everyone to see. But the ledge is dangerous, and before he could finish, he fell. (laughs) Kate's all like, before he could finish? And Marjorie tells her she never loved anyone else, and he died thinking I rejected him. And Kate holds out the music box saying, Marjorie, can I borrow this? Back with Claudia. She's climbing up the cliff some more. Back with Kate. She busts into a room with all these other old folks asking if they saw Claudia. And Mr. Duncan turns around in his chair saying, I did. She ran out of here a few minutes ago like a jackrabbit. And Kate asks which way she went and he tells her that she was headed for the woods. So Kate leaves. She grabs her coat or whatever on the way out. And Mr. Duncan pops up calling after her. Hey, we need a fourth for bridge. But she's already gone. And no, I have never played bridge. I don't know anything about it. Do you need four people to play bridge? Uh, maybe. That would be sad if they didn't have the people to play bridge. Aunt Yvonne can play bridge. They've already moved all of Marjorie's Aunt crap Yvonne out. Aunt Yvonne can't do shit. <laughs> she can't too. She's got so many little old people to take care of. She really does. She is overworked. She's yipping and yapping and pooping on the carpet. <laughs> She's got her hands full. <laughs> Back with Claudia, she's she's climbing up this easily climbable hill, and she gets up high, she looks back, and she sees a couple of feet drop that looks oh so spooky. Running through the forest comes Kate, and with her blossom hat back on, and she yells out for Claudia, and then she keeps running. Back with Claudia, she rounds a rock, and is getting real close to that sign. She sees it, and yells out, hello, hey, where are you? And then she slips a tiny bit. We look down, and we see the drop, which slips claudia even more and then she almost falls off the cliff but she hangs on to some dead looking vines or whatever and kate calls out for claudia and claudia yells back for help and to hurry as she tries to get a footing on the cliff kate runs up to the cliff space as claudia attempts to get back up on the cliff and she sees the sign for danger and she stops because she's scared of heights but claudia yells for her to hurry and it snaps her back so she can go help her friend yeah uh she says kate hurry like a hundred times kate Hurry, Kate, are you hurrying? Kate, hurry, Kate, Kate. hurry, hurry, Kate. I know you're afraid of heights, but get up here and help me because I ignored every single warning. If she fell, do you think that she would actually die? Probably not. It doesn't look like that bad of a fall. I'm not going to say it wouldn't hurt. Yeah. But you only have to be a little bit unlucky to get seriously hurt from any kind of fall, really. People die from just like tripping over their shoelaces you land the wrong way and you die yeah but like as a teenager even that guy i mean this fall it's not like off the broad side of a cliff it's like 
a little bit of a hill and you just kind of roll down, you'd be you'd be okay. Probably. I still wouldn't want to fall. No, me neither. I'd be like, Brandon, if hurry! If I can Brandon, scream at Brandon, my Brandon, friend hurry. for but. a few hours and get saved, like, yeah, I guess I'll try. <laughs> but if you don't come, then I just land. Yeah, and tumble backwards or whatever, and you're like, dang it, now I'm all scratched all right. up. Now I have to climb up this cliff again. Gotta see those squiggles. Nothing's gonna stop me. <laughs> with Claudia, she slips some more and she screams. Back with Kate, she very slowly makes her way to the cliffside, scooting her way over. She looks at Claudia, then at how high up she is, and she gets scared. She tries talking herself out of being scared, not to look down and stuff. But then some rocks fall, and a lot of rocks just keep falling. I don't know where all these rocks are coming from. The top of the rocks. There's just so many of them. They were waiting for just the right time. <laughs> Every time they show the cliffside, there's rocks tumbling down it now. Well, it's like a waterfall, but with rocks. <laughs> it's beautiful. Claudia yells out for her to hurry, but Kate tells her that she can't. So Claudia screams some more, and Kate makes her way up to the rest of the cliff and to Claudia. She reaches down, grabs her hand, and there's some awesome music playing. It's very heroic. And finally, she gets her friend back up, and they see one last rock tumble down the cliff. Kate points and says, look, and we see Josh's ghost appear, and Claudia asks who he is and what he wants, and Josh tells her he waited for her, Marjorie, why did you take, why did it take so long for you to come, don't you love me? Claudia asks Kate what he's talking about, like she would know. Yeah, she doesn't know that she knows. But she does, so she, she tells Josh that she isn't Marjorie, and she couldn't come because her parents stopped her, and Claudia's all like, he thinks I'm Marjorie? And Kate pulls out that Dove music box saying, she kept this all these years, Joshua, as a sign of her love for you. And just like the sign, you never finished. Josh is like, she still loves me? And Kate says, yeah, you should go to her. So he just disappears. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) He just disappears, and we look over at the symbol, which is complete now, and it is the silhouette of a bird. Claudia and Kate stare at it with their mouths wide open, and Claudia asks, what the hell just happened? And Kate tells her that he finished what he started a long time ago. The two girls smile, and then they look down, and Claudia points saying, look! And we see Josh with a young Marjorie. They look up, they wave at the kids on the cliff, and then they glow and walk away and disappear. We get a voiceover from Kiki saying Marjorie passed away that very afternoon. (laughs) Everyone said how peaceful she looked at the end, even happy. And we see the birds from the music box in Kate's hand transform into real birds. And Kate chucks them into the air and they fly away. And Kiki continues saying they all thought she was going on to a better place. But only Claudia and Kate knew just how true that was. We fade back into the campfire then down to the ground. Kiki finished the picture of the birds and the end. Man, that's some... Like, that's a lot to happen. Yeah. A lot of like, story. His ghost just just wraps up. Wraps up so neatly with a tight little bow. <laughs> with only one death. Um, yeah, so the ghost is uh, pleased and ready to move on. The painting becomes finished. The <laughs> old woman dies and... Meets her former lover, yep. and the doves become real for some reason. <laughs> Just all of that, all at once. All of Marjorie's now everything of Marjorie's can go to the thrift store, and that nephew's gonna make bank. <laughs> Nobody has to take care of a demented old woman. 
everyone wins. There's never going to be, except for Mr. Duncan, because now they're never going to have a fourth person for bridge. <laughs> she sucked at bridge anyway, I'm assuming. <laughs> Whatever, you don't know that. She could be a bridge master. This episode is a lot. A lot of, this is just like the room for rent, where they just, they just smashing in information and pounding in these t- intricate story. But it's always just the ghost is this person's former lover. Yeah. I would argue that it was actually more interesting in the tale of the room for rent because that ghost wanted to kill somebody. <laughs> hey, like the the legend of this ghost didn't come from nowhere. Ugh. Like he's beckoning people up there and I assume it's not just people who look like Marjorie. Yeah. Like it just so happens that Claudia looks like Marjorie, so he's like, Hey, come on, baby, come up here. But there must have been other people who were beckoned up there. That part was so stupid that she looked like Marjorie. Why? What who cares? Yeah. Because like yeah, like I you said, know. there's a ghost story attached to this place. And people say that if you look up, you get possessed by the ghost. So somebody's already seen it. Stupid. I don't... This could have been a Sam story. I don't know why it was Kiki. It was a Kiki story. Yeah, it had Sam written all over it. I wonder what kind of Sam stories we're going to actually get now. I don't know, because there's there's A-list Sam, and then there's (laughs) C-list Sam. You never know what you're going to (laughs) get. I think that this is easily... The Hungry Hounds of Kiki stories, though. Like, this is my least favorite oh, Kiki yeah. story, I think. Yeah, I don't even hate this episode, but, like... <laughs> <laughs> Kiki's Kiki's usually better than this. Yeah, I agree. Tucker declares, however, that that was a good story. And Betty Ann <laughs> asks Stig what he thinks. And Stig does that thing again where he leans in close to Tucker and he whispers to him. And Tucker talks for him, saying, he can't breathe. And then it's all like, what? And they takes the bag off his head, and Stig takes a few breaths, and he's saying that he's going next time because this bag ain't making it. Well, no one told you to keep it on. Exactly. You didn't have to wear the stupid bag, Stig. Over with Gary says, all right, Stig's next, and we'll take a final vote on whether he gets in or not. Sam grabs a bandana, walks over to Stig, ties it around his eyes, saying, sorry, you're not in yet. And she starts walking away, and then she turns and says, keep the bandana. And Stig and Tucker shrug. Sam wipes her hand on Kiki. Gary dumps the water on the fire. And that's the end of the episode. Gee, I wonder if Stig's going to get in. You're just going to have to wait until next week to find out, Brandon. Alright, moral of this story. Don't get old. Yeah, if you can help it. Oldness is the scariest thing, if you think about it. Don't put plastic bowls on hot stuff. It'll burn. Melt. Very smart. Uh, listen to warnings and pleadings and yeah, everything trying to keep you away from dangerous cliffs. <sighs> At least Kate and Claudia aren't actually friends. Kate can just drop her. <laughs> Never has to see her again. Just don't go to the old people home. For real though, Claudia straight up sucks. <laughs> yeah. She she's, she's like the worst protagonist in, like probably since Sam. I didn't think she was that bad. Like, if she would have been tweaked a little bit, she would have been fine. But, nah. She just is constantly ignoring people, doing her own thing, like, actively disobeying orders. <laughs> she sucks. Just, she sucks. She she sucks. The Tale of the Jagged Sign. We could come up with a that better name That name sucks. Sure does. The Jagged Sign? 
Yeah, the tail of clearly no. it's the it's sign not a of sign. A bird. It's the the entire episode is about symbols. Mm-hmm. That's the theme of the episode. Why wasn't it the jagged symbol? <laughs> I don't know, man. The tale of the worst friend. Yeah, definitely. The tale of the... Kate, hurry! <laughs> the tale of the lonely ghost. The tale of the backgammon. Uh, the tale of Mr. Duncan's Brussels sprout farts. <laughs> <laughs> the tale of the thrift store. <laughs> That thrift store's getting all sorts of good shit. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. Brandon, are you ready to find out what's next? Yeah. Let's hear what Stig's gonna tell. Oh, you think it's gonna be Stig, do you? (laughs) If it's not Stig, that would be great. If if the next episode starts up and (laughs) Gary's just like, I've got mixed feelings about these kind of days. (laughs) (laughs) Stig didn't make it in last week. But, Betty Anza. Yeah, yeah, right, right. <laughs> well, Brandon, the next episode is called The Tale of Station 109.1. Wow. Yeah. So specific. Yeah, what do you think Stig's got cooked up for you, Brandon, for your entertainment? Um, um, If you turn to this specific radio station at a specific time of day, then you hear someone like, Help me. The phone police. <laughs> Billy Baxter. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be that sort of deal. It would make sense. I mean, he already stole water demons from Tucker. Next up, he's stealing phone police from him. <laughs> when you think about it. When you think about it, Brandon, radios are the scariest thing. Yeah, they are. Witchcraft. Mm, indeed. Well, I'm getting tired. I think I'm going to go back to sleep. It's a good idea. Yeah, I know. It always is. Sleeping is one of the best things. Sleeping is awesome. I've been up all night. I'm going back to sleep. Bye, everybody. Bye. Pretty hair.